you know, if you're living with diabetes, you know how hard it is sometimes to do really everything in your power to stay healthy. Most of it, in my mind, actually, I used the wrong word there, but most of it comes down to mindset. Let's discuss. Welcome to day 51 of my 90-day challenge. It's, it's getting there. You know, I'm getting a bit exhausted with this 90-day challenge going live every day, but the, the best part of it is bringing guests like the one I have today and me learning and connecting with them and adding value to, to you. But also I'm learning so much as I go along with this as well. You know, I'm essentially over these 90 days, I'm sharing my personal journey back to physical and mental health. But really the goal for me is to share how someone, including me and my guests, how we go from a personal health experience, either of ourselves or uh, caring for a loved one and how as entrepreneurs, it helps us to think about how we can apply our mindset, our, our, our expertise, our skill set into creating solutions uh, that actually solve the problems that we've been going through in our own health journey. So I'm Beirouz, I'm a public health physician, preventive medicine doctor here in the UK. And as the entrepreneur's doctor, my goal really is to help you, the entrepreneur, to create a healthier, happier world. My guest today is a perfect example of the kind of person that I love working with. You know, someone who typically comes from a non-health background professionally. My guest, he used to be a police officer in Vancouver, Canada, turned to serial entrepreneur. And because of living with diabetes for almost 30 years, he decided to use his skill set to create solutions that help other people living with diabetes to really thrive. And quick disclaimer before we get started today, everything we talk about is purely information education only. So if you are concerned about your own health and well-being, do speak with your licensed doctor. Right. Very, very delighted to welcome back Heath Stone. He's the founder of Uncommon Diabetic Solution based in Canada. Uh, do go back, check out the days, you know, 14, 23, 30, 37, 44. We've got him for a few more weeks uh, coming up as well. Enough from me. I'm going to be a student again. Heath, welcome. Hey, Beirouz, it's great to be back today. And I understand what it's like to take on challenges and 90-day challenges are definitely uh, meant to help us grow and put in uh, uh, that persistence uh, and working through all the resistance that's required. What a great learning experience. And I'm grateful for the opportunity of being part of this journey that you're on. You really are empowering me and many others like me in the launching of our health business. So today we're talking about mindset. And more importantly than that, how do we actually create an uncommon mindset? So we were talking before we came on live, you know, and what do you think are the top two things that hurt us as people in our mindset? I was putting some thought to that while we were talking just before going online. And, um, you know, I, I would say I'll give my personal take on this, if I may. And the first one I would say is this lack of belief that I'm good enough to actually do something about this, that I'm actually able to achieve this. Perhaps it's fear, perhaps it's disbelief, it's lack of faith, I don't know. But that's one thing. So for me, for example, going through this 90 day challenge, I made a split second decision to do this in all honesty. But I did doubt myself before I committed. And I, and I thought, no, I'm, I'm going to do it. And same with entrepreneurs, doctor. You know, I'm a health professional with over 20 years of experience. But 
as an entrepreneur, this is a whole new territory. So that's one thing. But then the other thing, which I was talking about on Monday with my uh, coach during this 90 day challenge, Ed Jaffa, was, you know, I've been stalling the last couple of weeks, in all honesty, with my own, uh, you know, health journey. I'm not getting the results that I'm hoping for in terms of weight loss, but I'm getting results elsewhere. And I started asking him, what, what is this? Why am I not moving forward? Why am I feeling like, oh, what's the point of this? And he really he said, you're not excited enough about your future self. You know, right now you're still comfortable in your current position. It's not painful enough to push you towards that, uh, that side. And we were talking, I'll keep this brief. We were talking about, okay, how could we tackle this? One could be, you know, make the current situation more painful, but that's not really helpful. Um, but that could be one way. Uh, and often people who get really sick, that's when they really, you know, tr get triggered to make a change. But then the other side, which is perhaps more empowering, and I think you'll discuss it today, is a frame shift. And it's a frame shift. And it's, and I've covered it before as well in one of my other episodes. It's really visualizing and feeling the excitement of what the future will look like uh, and really being excited and getting to the last thing I'll say, Heath, is getting really, really excited, but understanding and being clear about why you're doing it. And it's not as obvious, you really need to dig deep and understand really why. And maybe maybe I'll share at some point why I'm really doing it, but I'll come back to you now and we can keep on discussing. I think you made a couple of really good points. One, it does ultimately lead to fear. You know, that doubt, doubt is a fruit of fear, whether it be a fear of failure, which is really not even true. I always say to everyone that is in my proximity, what is to fail? Fail is really just a fantastic adventure of learning. And, you know, my story is just full of fail. I have been nothing but learning in my life. My journey as a police officer, how to, when I first was diagnosed with diabetes, and it was very dramatic, right? It changed my life physically changed my life mentally and emotionally and ultimately you know our mindset is really made up of these thoughts this thinking methodology that we have that are learned it's our beliefs it's the meanings that we put on things but those ultimately create the emotion that we have and that's what you were just speaking about passion passion is a very powerful ingredient it sells it's not important that you actually believe what I, I believe. It's important that you believe that I believe in what I'm doing and in what I'm saying. And that comes across, right? And that's what you and I have been talking about as you've been mentoring me and as we've been talking about different things and taking this and making this a true business to empower people in their health and their mindset. So back to what I feel is probably the biggest answer to creating an uncommon mindset. The answer to the question is fear. It's false evidence or events appearing real. And what and how do we actually kill it? The best word, the best feeling that drives action for me is gratitude. Gratitude. I can't, I can't even explain in words effectively sometimes of how it will change my state in a snap because life isn't, isn't happening to me. It's actually happening for me. This opportunity of working with you, 
the um, challenges that come from that, to speak, to come over the fear of, well, what if I make a mistake? What if I do something that actually isn't correct? What if I make a statement and my words are quite wrong and it's interpreted the wrong way? Well, these are all real, valid fears. But the truth is, I'll hear myself speak and I can correct myself. So I think that ultimately that we as, as people need to understand that we don't have to worry about a fear because all of our greatness is just on the other side of that fear. So what is a tangible thing that we can actually do with it? Well, ultimately be aware of our self-talk and the things that go through our mind are not necessarily real until we make it real. So a story that I have to share about our mindset and being you know, self-aware of really what's coming out of my mouth is that our names have meaning. And the names that we give ourselves are even more powerful. And what I mean by that is, have you ever heard yourself say, I'm not capable. I am not intelligent enough. I am not fit. Instead of saying, I am capable. I am intelligent. I am progressing. That little shift in what we're talking about creates this feeling of gratitude. And you can't, science is proving, you cannot feel fear or anger when you're expressing gratitude. Have you had this experience yourself, uh, Theris? You know, it, it's interesting because for me, uh, I've only recently been learning to officially, I'm always grateful for sure, but it's actually purposefully practicing gratitude. And you're absolutely right. It, it, it depends. What are you filling that cup with? Right. And I remember, um, forgive me, but I often remember my dad when I'm on these episodes, especially because he had diabetes and these conversations remind me of him. And, um, he always, you know, had this, uh, not deeply religious at all, very spiritual, kind of like me. I think I, I got it after him and both of my parents, really. But one of the things was everything happens for a reason. You know, have faith. You need to take action. It's not like just be passive and, and let go and everything will happen by itself. But there is, have faith. There is grace in the world. You know, things happen for a reason. And it's take being acknowledging it and actually taking advantage of it. And when I look back, I was doing this literally yesterday morning, Heath. I was writing down, you know, what has happened. Give me some, give me some examples of random things that happened at that moment that have actually worked out for the best. And several of those happened. And I, I won't go into detail now, but absolutely, when you fill your cup with positive vibes, positive thoughts, gratitude. There isn't space left for the rest of it. Yes, well said. Thanks for that. That's really an excellent statement. You know, we're the only mammals on earth that have the cognitive, mental, physical, and emotional ability to change in a snap. We can change our focus. An example of that every day, have you ever been in a issue at home with your child or or something where things are happening and you're frustrated 
And then your phone rings and you pick it up and you go from one state to another like that. Hey, this is Beirut speaking. And immediately you're in your happy voice. And a minute ago, you're in your grumpy voice. How do we do that? It's a shift. It's a choice. It's us being accountable and being aware that we can choose at any moment to change our focus, to change our language, or ultimately change our physiology with how we sit. Drop and give me 10 is why the military uses that or police academy is there. You know, what you're talking about? Give me 10. These are really critical things that we can change, those three things. So our mindset ultimately, therefore, is a choice that each of us gets to make. You know, I, I've learned that where I put my focus, energy flows there. Have you ever heard that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So I want to share the power of our words today, just how powerful they are. And do you know what an incantation is? Um, I've heard of it. Is it along the lines of, you know, kind of um, telling yourself something so you believe it? <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Ultimately, the actual definition is it's a spell. It's you repeat something enough that you actually believe it. So I like the word I can tation. A little bit of a heathism, I call it. But I've created many of these. And I learned this skill from Tony Robbins and many other thought leaders that I have traveled around the world with and, and learned from. And I'll tell you, I'll just share mine. So I want to be a growth factor in my life. I really want to empower people to experience something better. So this is one that I say to myself, if I'm having a real hard time with my attitude and it's basically driving my altitude right down to the bottom of the valley, I use this and I speak it with as much emotion as I can. I am a G factor. I'm living a loving, grateful and generous life. I am a leader that is leading, not following, creating, not destroying, believing, not doubting. I am a leader that's a factor for good and for God. I'm a leader that's defined the odds. I'm being my best. And I'm creating and setting new standards to step up, to grow, and give myself my ideal form of life. So I chose to start to speak into existence, as you said earlier, a shift. Use I am as an identity creator because I'm not always those things that I just shared with you. But what I find is that when I use my incantation, it transforms my emotions. I tell you right now, I'm vibrating just with that one time. And if you repeat this and you go through these things in a much more, uh, uh, passionate way and repeat it it's it's crazy what begins to happen and the energy and the power that you have you know i've attended a lot of tony uh, robbins events around the world and he uses incantations the same one every time before he goes on an event you're going into a sales presentation if you're a salesman and just a short little phrase to help trigger the positive thoughts and a moment and an emotion that will drive the actions that you desire 
So what can you say is really the question that's going to empower yourself. If you're watching this right now, this is probably one of the easiest and the most powerful things that we can do to predict our future because we get to create it. You get to speak it into existence. What are your thoughts on this? You know, I was thinking as you're saying that, because obviously, um, you know, it was six months ago, roughly seven months ago that I went to a um, UPW event by Tony Robbins. I mean, it was virtual. And, and this goes back to 20 odd years ago, I, I read that book. Um, someone gave it to me as a gift when I was going through some troubles, unlimited power. It, it really changed my mindset at the time. But I always thought of Tony Robbins as this guy who just wants to be a motivator. And it's a lot of like fist pumping. And, and I didn't take it that seriously. I'll be honest with you. Um, and so this point came where everyone's going online. I'm a teacher. I'm an educator. I was working at a university and everyone's going online. And I thought, let me kill two birds with one stone. I, I, I'm curious to I like see that. You, you know, I'm, I'm really curious to see what UPW is about. But I'm also curious to see who is this guy who is taking everything that's physical, that comes with an atmosphere. You don't go to these events just to listen to words, but it's the whole experience, the physical experience. He's taking it online and people are telling me that he's keeping people engaged for what is it? Three days nonstop on Zoom, engaged. You know, you're not just sitting there passive checking your text messages and all that. You're actually in that moment. Everyone's physically engaged. And I was really curious. So I did it and it was just fabulous. I wrote a, a quick article about it as well. And I would say I, I didn't know it was called incantation, but every time I go up to a meeting, every time I go to a presentation, giving my PhD thesis defense at Harvard, that was the most stressful time for me. I was doing something naturally without knowing it's not necessarily an incantation. For me, it was essentially, I go into these meetings and I say to myself, what's the outcome I'm looking for? That's it. So it's not a phrase that I tell myself, but I visualize what the outcome is. And even if I don't get the outcome, that's fine, but that's my end goal. And, you know, I do a little mini move, if you like, of, you know, just getting myself into a physical state of awesome. being ready and comfortable. And I go in there with confidence, irrespective of how bad the day has been up to that point. You know, what you've said is so powerful because I, I talked earlier about the three things that really control our state. The focus, that's our thinking, our thoughts, our language, our self-talk, and our physiology. Well, the way to create a dynamic transformation, do all three at the same time. One creates a dynamic change. If you do all three, it's not an if you won't be able to stop the transformation. So that transformation, actually, I'm gonna to go to a little bit of science now. I've been studying, uh, I, I wanna, I'm gonna use the word practical psychology because I've learned all of this from psychologists and other uh, great thought leaders, but our change actually happens in a cycle. This cycle obviously starts from the first place where we are, and that's called I call it the unconsciously incompetent or the oblivious stage. We don't know what we don't know. It's like you going to UPW. You have a thought or an idea or a concept of something, but the truth is you're oblivious. You haven't been, you haven't experienced it, you don't know. But then all of a sudden the penny drops and you go, aha moment. We've all experienced that. 
Now we're consciously incompetent because we're aware of what we've done wrong, where we failed, uh, what is the, uh, the correct solution is become aware. Well, guess what? We're at what we call choice now. I can ignore it or I can feel it and actually embrace that uncertainty and move forward. That moving forward takes us into conscious competence. That's us learning every day, falling down, getting up, dusting ourselves off one step at a time. A better analogy might be driving. When you first go out and you take a lesson and your father or your brother or your, somebody's teaching you and they're wondering if they're ever going to survive because you're grinding the gears because we learned, I learned on standard, right? Or you forget the signal lane changes or you're just having a hard time even keeping the car in the lane because you're looking at everything and I'm feeling overwhelmed. Well, guess what? At the end of the day, time goes. You drive more. You repeat. Repetition is the mother of all skill. And from that, you develop a conscious competence and you're able to drive straight. You can shift the gears, maybe a little grinding here or there. And then without even knowing through repetition and practice, you go to the final stage, which is identity. That's a place where ultimately you're unconsciously competent. You have a new identity, but really the cycle is all happening through repetition. And that's why I use the example of the incantations. Because when we're doing and repeating this, we're choosing to project and create a future we want. Most of the time, when I catch myself and my attitude is poor and my altitude is scraping the bottom of the valley, right? That's when I can shift. I can make that choice, that shift. And all of a sudden, my attitude increases. What happens? Altitude gets this is actually a true aviation. When your attitude changes, that's the line of attack, your altitude will increase or decrease based on your attitude. So that's actually the cycle of change that has been proven through the science of psychology for all of us. So that's a real choice that we have to do. And have you experienced anything? And do you see that in your life, uh, Beirut? It's kind of like, you know, when I'm listening to you, I enjoy these conversations. It's it's kind of like um, I've never gone surfing, but it is like catching a wave, isn't it? There's a wave coming, and whether you like it or not, it's going to pass you by. Are you going to be ready to catch it and, and enjoy that ride? I think it's along that lines, isn't it? True, it is. Beach Boys, <laughs> Beach Boys have a song all about it. You know, <laughs> catch a wave and you feel like you're top of the world. <laughs> No, but seriously, just Heath, before I get back to you, I mean, um, you know, I, I, I decided to launch The Entrepreneur's Doctor after a really dark period in my life. And I always had this interest. I, I've been doing it as a hobby behind the scenes of innovation and entrepreneurship in the health sector. But, you know, I, I was speaking to a coach, I was speaking to a counselor, and I was thinking really deep inside. I took some time off to nourish myself, essentially. And I said, this is it. This you know, I'm, I'm now over 40 years old. This is now or never. Do I act on my passion and desire to make change happen and, and solve some of these problems? Or do I just say, eh, I'll just carry on regardless. And I just said, no, I've got to change my attitude. As you said, attitude is absolutely key. And I'm going to 
take on the extra skills and training that I need to get the capacities and capabilities to catch this wave. And it's, it's a struggle, but it's so much fun. And I am, I, I feel like I'm just getting there right now. Um, and the, the vibes that I get, the feedback that I get that this is working is when individuals like you talk to me offline outside of these conversations, other people get in touch with me and the messages that they share with me, the stories that they share with me, not everyone is willing to come on YouTube or a podcast, but they still share their stories. That says, keep going. That really says, keep going. That's, that's really excellent words. And it's persistence is the truth. And, you know, our true potential, and this will lead into as we go through life, it's important to understand that our potential all starts with belief. And our belief has to trigger enough emotion that we're willing to take action. From that action, we get feedback. It's called a result. That result then does what? It increases confidence and belief. That belief increases our potential. And this whole cycle begins and continues on that. So we as humans have the ability to actually change our beliefs, right? We can choose to reduce our attitude with the negative I am's, or we can increase them with the positive I am's. We have an opportunity to be accountable and predict our future by creating, you know, this is a critical thing. Now, Heath, it's great. We're talking all about this psychology. We're talking all about uh, what's going on in our head, but it has to move from our head into our heart. That feeling, that belief that we can, that we will, that we must change. When it becomes a must, we can change in an instant. So how now? What action should we take? Well, the truth is, whatever your result, whatever it is that you're trying to achieve, setting yourself up with great incantations and a great mindset, and a great attitude will help you live the routines and the rituals that will bring you those results. So the tangible today, if I were to say, is focus on predicting your future by creating an incantation that's going to speak into existence what you will become. And the root of becoming is being it. You have to be it before we can ever become it. But how? Well, how do we do that? Which is it, the chicken or the egg? Well, ultimately, it starts from our daily routines. From where and how do we do it? So if I can, I'd love to just share a few routines that I do to help set myself up to actually have an amazing day to set up my mindset. And, you know, I think that is a critical part of everyone's life. So to create an uncommon mindset, it's really about creating and training ourselves with these routines and incantations, our language. And these are the things that we're gonna repeat every day. So for me, my routine is very simple. I start my routine the night before. And I try to go to bed to make sure that I'm gonna get seven hours of sleep. And that's backed by science. If you're not getting good sleep, it's almost impossible to be in a good mindset. And we spoke about that last week, the criticalness of our health, our rest and our recovery. But the indicator of what my tomorrow's gonna start like is how I finish. So my cycle starts with that. And I end with gratitude, what I am thankful for. What did I actually learn? And I speak that out, I speak it into existence. 
from there, myself and my wife will give a little prayer, thanks, gratitude. Then have a great sleep. When I wake up in the morning, I'm an early bird, somewhere between five and six. I'm up and I put good things in right away. I breathe. I do some meditation. I read a good book and put some knowledge in. The big rocks first. We gotta put the big rocks, the things that are important for us, that are gonna help us in our relationships, help us in our careers, help us learn how to be healthier and fit. It's about learning and growing. After that, I move my body. That creates more energy. And I'm not talking gold. You don't have to work out in the morning. I actually try to just do five to 10 minutes in the morning because I actually prefer working out in the afternoon for my type of training, hit training I do. It's better. My body's really waked up and it can take the pounding that I like to give it, right? It's uncommon. But if you have no time, most of us, and I did it in my life, I worked out in the morning because it got done. We didn't get distracted. And then lastly, it goes right back to the final stage. I set up my morning with how I finish. Start with gratitude, finish with gratitude because it kills all fear. And it really brings back that awareness that God is wanting all and allowing all things to happen for us, not to us. My diabetes is a blessing. I wouldn't be sitting here today with you. I wouldn't have changed my life, left policing, went into entrepreneurship, became a serial entrepreneur, built nine plus different businesses, learned what I've learned about living with diabetes so that I could create uncommon diabetic solutions to help empower people. So embrace it. That's all we can do. So, uh, you know, Beirut, what are your thoughts on that just before we close? I love it. And I think this brings it home really that, you know, living with a condition like diabetes is, it's not easy. I mean, there's varying levels of severity. Some people just, you know, they can get by with just dietary changes, lifestyle changes. But for someone like you, Heath, you know, you, you've got to take insulin injections. It, it changes your life entirely. I've had to take, you know, uh, my blood sugar levels just once every so often in way back just to monitor it for a, for a research study. And it was agonizing sticking a needle into my fingertips. Imagine doing this however many times a day. And so it's a struggle. And I know, and I genuinely know people who give up, they give up completely, or alternatively, people who have the incorrect beliefs that, okay, now I can take insulin, I can do whatever I want now, I can eat any junk, you know, and so all of these things combined, the, what you've been saying and sharing today is really not only applicable to diabetes or any chronic disease, and getting you set up to thrive despite your condition using your condition as a way to actually launch and actually achieve even better health than you had before but it's also applicable to what you and i have been working on and talking about behind the scenes which is you know as someone completely new to the health sector but you've got entrepreneurial entrepreneurial experience uh, how do you actually take that pain that struggle that you've been through and turn it into something a value that helps so many other people not go through that again. For me, it's burnout, it's mental health amongst health professionals, for example. Um, for you, it's diabetes. We all work in different ways, but um, 
I, I love it. I, everything you've talked about today in summary is applicable to any outcome. Well, you know, there is everything that we talk about on, you know, this series that we've been running, the four pillars of health, applies to all of us. And the truth is the proximity is probably the most powerful thing that we can have. Our association, how I choose to associate, you choose to associate, how we all choose to associate and put into our ears, our eyes, our nose, our mouth, and our actual uh, uh, physical proximity to people is critical. And the easiest way to change our mindset, to change our routines, is ultimately find people that have what you want to have and do what they do. It's that simple. It will rub off. But at the end, it's up to us to be accountable for creating our own uncommon sense, that mindset and intention to predict our future by creating. And that no, you are not alone. Together, we can. And you know, if anybody out there watching today is interested in stepping up to unleash your uncommon diabetic life and have more energy, have more health, to improve your overall performance, then visit us at uncommondiabetic.com. And I'd like to offer you an opportunity to attend a free Energy for Life workshop. And we'll help you discover how you can kill fatigue and have more energy for life and really just create a simple map so that you can have that ideal form of life you're looking for. Spots are limited, so definitely come visit us at uncommondiabetic.com and reserve your spot today. I really appreciate the opportunity, Beirut, of being with you today and talking again about how to create that uncommon mindset to improve our attitude and ultimately increase our altitude in our life. I'm looking forward to next week. We're going to talk about uncommon fuel. So Absolutely. thanks again. For Heath, it's always, a, always an absolute pleasure speaking with you. And I, and I enjoy our conversations outside of these uh, live episodes of the podcast so i think if anything even if you don't get the outcome that we're looking for you know in terms of uh, optimal health or you know your perfect uh, health startup or business at least you know this mindset shift these uh, steps that heath just shared today they'll make life much more fun you'll enjoy the process you know the